This is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcasts Network, showcasing conversations with Chicago's creative communities and professional industries. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcasts, live at 21C Museum Hotel in Chicago. Very excited to be back here for a third week. Thank you so much, 21C Hotels. Phenomenal hotels. Look them up. They're all over the country. Very cool art hotels. I'm not just saying this because they're letting us stream here. I wanted to stream here because these are such cool properties. Uh, Go check out all the art. So 21C Hotels, salute for having us here. Dynasty Podcast tonight. I am joined here by Chicago by Ren, a Chicago-based creator, as evident in the name. Um, We're going to talk about all sorts of cool social media work that you do, but thank you so much for coming up. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's my first time on a podcast, so I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, you're certainly no stranger to digital media, though. So we're going to talk all about the cool stuff you are doing. You know, how did you get your start as a digital creator? Like, when did that begin for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I started creating content at the end of 2021, and I really just fell in love with it. I wanted a way to be able to keep track of all of the amazing places I was trying in Chicago because people would ask me, oh, do you have any recommendations? And I would just forget. So I wanted a better way to keep track of everything. And also too, I'm just very passionate about showcasing Chicago in in a positive light and really just showing everything that the city has to offer because I feel like a lot of people kind of just explore Michigan Avenue and that's it. So I really wanted to show that there's so much more to the city and I, yeah, I just really fell in love with it and kept making videos. And every time I made a new one, I just wanted to make the next one. So, um, that's kind of how I got started. I love it. So uh, just to dig into that for a second, Hey, I think you're really correct that like, there is definitely a certain type of resident or tourist visitor to the city who they might hit up like the bean Navy pier, Wrigleyville for a Cubs game. And those things are fine, yep. but they kind of do the Ferris Bueller model. Yeah. They're like, well, exactly. I hit, I hit a Cubs game and I hit the art Institute and those things are great, yes. but that's not all that Chicago is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were telling me before the mics run, you, uh, you transplanted to Chicago mm-hmm. a few years back. How did you start your process of exploring the neighborhoods? Yeah. So I moved here about two and a half years ago and um, it was a little bit hard at that time because we were still in COVID. So it didn't do too much, but as soon as things started opening back up again, I just kept trying as many restaurants as I could. And I mainly started doing West Loop since that's where I was living. And there's just so many awesome that's ground places zero for so many great restaurants. Yeah, exactly. So started there. And then as I got more into it, I really wanted to showcase Chicago more as a whole. So I started going places like Chinatown and Andersonville and really just fell in love with how unique each neighborhood is. So I, that's like one of my goals for this upcoming year is to do a little bit more of the neighborhoods and kind of branch out um, besides just those and kind of do like a day in the life in Roscoe village or something like that. That way you can kind of see the the neighborhood as a whole. And we could do like a coffee shop, dinner, drinks, and just kind of see everything that the neighborhood has to offer. Now you're covering like food and beverage primarily. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say exclusively, but like, it seems like food and beverage is uh, no pun intended, your bread and butter. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> do you feel like you will continue that focus or do you feel like you're like, maybe I'll cover like the best parks in Chicago or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely um, what I 
want to do next. So for example, I started working with a couple of hotels in the city, really enjoyed that. So that kind of just encompasses Chicago as a whole. So if someone's coming to visit, I can recommend a place for them to stay also to like activities, things to do, and just ways to make life more enjoyable in Chicago. So like the whole experience, I even was able to work with the hair salon. So really want to expand to just kind of showing the the whole city. Yeah. And I would definitely want to talk about these like partnerships you're doing, which are really cool. Um, but before we get there, like you are, you know, you're covering a lot of food and beverage spots in the city, obviously Chicago, great city for that. How are you figuring out where to go? Are you just like opening up eater and seeing like, what's at the top of the list today? Or, or like, how do you choose where you end up showcasing? Yeah. So I get a lot of inspiration from Instagram and TikTok from other creators. So kind of seeing where they're going, where they're loving. I also too try to connect um, with my followers. So I recently made a video about how it's one of my goals to go to more places this year. And it was amazing at all the comments I got, like recommending places all over the city. So I have a new list going for me there. So really just word of mouth is a great way to, and asking people I meet here who have been living here their whole life and they just have a million places for me to try. So I think word of mouth is a great one too, because I mean, the locals know the city the best. So always trying to get those recommendations too. What are some of the places that you were hearing like again and again and again, where you're like, okay, well, obviously I got to go there. Yeah. So definitely pretty still popular, but one of my favorites that I tried recently was Chichio Mio. That was a great place that got recommended to me by a local. Had to check that out. The pasta was phenomenal. I love Italian food. That's my favorite. So that that was one I tried recently. So yeah, really just asking people where where they love to go and checking it out. If you like Italian food, I'm going to give you a bunch of recommendations after this podcast is over. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you're doing video. Was that always the plan or did you think like, maybe I'll do a newsletter, maybe I'll do photography or like, how did you decide that video was the best medium for you to showcase this kind of content? Yeah. So I think for me, I really liked the idea of a video. So when I first started, I really liked the idea of finding the perfect song to match up with the vibe of the restaurant. I really enjoyed that process of it. And then as I got a little bit more experience and started learning things, I really enjoyed doing the voiceover to kind of explain a little bit more. Because in the beginning, if you go back on my channel, it's normally just the song and showing the restaurant. But I started realizing that you can't really capture everything that the restaurant has to offer through just a song. So I started pairing it with voiceovers and really enjoyed that kind of being able to show my personality a little bit through my voiceovers. So I really enjoyed that. And I thought that was a great way to kind of combine not just pictures, but also make it a little bit more elaborate that way. Yeah. And and I think there's, I mean, a lot of creators on Instagram and especially TikTok who are just doing, you know, the short little audio clip Mm -hmm. that is not their voice. And it's just like, you know, half second shots of just like, here's the nachos, here's the margarita, here's, you know, the crazy art on the wall. We loved it. Come check it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like over before you know it. Yeah. You know, so how do you make your content have more of an impression when, you know, and I like TikTok, but like TikTok's a very like immediate short form, like yes. hyper short form yes. platform, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just easy to like consume, consume, consume and forget what you saw, you know, 40 seconds ago. Yeah. So I think it's important to kind of get people's attention quickly to be able to engage with the audience. So 
the, one of the first clips I'll include, maybe like a picture of the amazing pasta dish I had or something. And then I'll cut to like the ambiance of the restaurant. So I feel like grabbing people's attention first to kind of make it worthwhile for them to watch the video and then kind of going from there and adding in um, some of my personal favorites about the restaurant. So when I go somewhere, I try to be very observant about what I love. And also too, I love talking. Sometimes the chef will come over and greet me, which I really, really love and appreciate getting to know them, getting to know their story and really just seeing how passionate that they are about their restaurant and try to include clips that they tell me or writing down notes in my phone. Like, okay, I have to include this in the voiceover. So really just trying to capture the restaurant the best that I can within like 30 seconds, because that's the length of my videos normally. And it's sometimes hard to do because I want to keep talking. And um, that may be something I try to do in the future is start a YouTube channel and really do deeper dives on the restaurants itself, because I feel like sometimes I want to keep talking, but I don't have any more clips to show on TikTok. Well, and as okay, so that actually was in my head as you were yeah. talking as so I was like, I wonder about YouTube, because 30 seconds sounds like a very short amount of time for for in-depth content, but for TikTok, yeah, that might as well be Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know, like the extended deluxe D, yes. you know, like 30 seconds is a long time yes, on TikTok. It is, you know, but it's it's weird to say, like, oh, 30 second content, like who has the time to watch all that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think YouTube I would be a you know, an interesting model for you where mm -hmm. two or three or six minutes is not outrageous, mm -hmm. you know. When you are working with these rest, or I should say when you're visiting these restaurants yeah. or, you know, nightlife spots, are you giving the staff a heads up? Are you letting people know in advance or are you just mm -hmm. kind of showing up, taking out the phone, getting some clips, then maybe someone goes and gets the chef and is like, I think we got someone here. <laughs> so I do a little bit of both. So if I'm going somewhere like special for a birthday, I normally kind of just go on my own and don't really let um, anyone know. Cause I feel like it can be a little bit more authentic that way. If mm -hmm. they don't, treat me special. Like I'm trying to promote them, but other times I get invited in and they're the flip side of that is I get a more personal experience. So like I said, the chef's coming over to talk to me, which they probably wouldn't do because they're so busy if I was not making content for them. So it's sometimes it is nice to let them know that I'm here and I want to showcase the best that they have to offer. So sometimes I'll get special things sent over to our table so I, I can show it off in the video, which I always love and appreciate because yeah. I always love seeing like what they recommend. And that's another thing too. I'll always ask like, oh, what should I order? Like, what would you like me to showcase in the video? Like show me your, your best or something that's unique to you. So um, I always love talking with them, but sometimes I'll go unannounced just to get the more authentic experience. Sure. Yeah. Cause otherwise like it's very presented, which is yes. great too. Yeah. And that has its benefits. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So here's the, like, I think the central question we need to ask you as somebody who is embedded in food and nightlife and beverage and culture in Chicago, what are your favorite spots? Like where, if, if you have a friend in from out of town, who's like, man, take me somewhere good. Yeah. You know, where are you taking them? What's, what's like your go-to. So I think I would start at Cafe Deco. It's a coffee shop in Lakeview and it's great Gatsby themed. So the interior is really cool. So I love that spot. And I think for me, a big thing is atmosphere because I'm not a picky eater at all. I normally love everything I eat. So I really want more of an, of an experience. So I also love speakeasies. So one of my um, fun spots is Booze Box in mm. West Loop. It's um, underneath a sushi restaurant and the vibe in there is so cool. The lights are almost orange and it's dark and they have really cool cocktails. I, I had a really good matcha 
um, cocktail from there that I love. I still think about it. I've been <laughs> back in months, but it's still one of my favorites. So I would say those. And then also too, I love espresso martinis. That's my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, Lux bar, I think may have the best one, um, in the city. So I definitely bring my friends there when we go, but like I said, I have so many places to recommend and I really enjoy going to all these different places. So whenever my friends come to visit, I try to make the itinerary the best that I can and cater it more so to them. But sometimes it's hard choosing because there's so many great, great places. I did say that you went to Annalena recently. That's a, it's a favorite. Yes. Great spot. Yes like talking about food and ambiance. Yeah. Um, they're not sponsoring this. Just shout out to Adelina. They're great. Yes, they are. Um, so, okay. So you're publishing all this content primarily through Instagram and TikTok. Do you differentiate how that content goes to each of those platforms or is it really the same? Like what are the, what's the difference in terms of like, you know, production, presentation, publishing, or engagement, like between those two? So I think it's pretty similar I am able to, if I make a TikTok and it performs well, I'll also share it to Instagram. And normally I would say they perform pretty well, but sometimes the content is different. I feel like TikTok is more so trending sounds and trending videos where I feel like Instagram, you have a little bit more freedom. You don't necessarily have to create a trend or use a certain audio. I feel like you can just generally create the content you want to create and the content will still perform well, but sometimes on TikTok, if you don't do something that's trending or if you don't use the right hashtags, you may see a little down in your performance there. But I've been mainly being able to post the same on each platform, just tweaking it a little bit. Yeah. And how often are you publishing on TikTok? So I feel like I've, I read articles that it's like, if you want to be successful on TikTok, post three times a day, which seems insane. Yeah. So it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm able to post twice a day. Some days I don't post at all, but I one of the goals I had was being able to create as much content as I could, but I also try to set a high standard for myself and not just creating something just for the heck of it. So I try to take a lot of time into my videos. So sometimes it's really challenging to come up with a new idea every day, but if I'm inspired some days, I'll post three times a day just because I'm in a very creative mood and that's great. And the next day, um, I won't have anything. So it really kind of just depends. And when I do get in those creative mindsets, I just try to create as much as I can and have that content for the days where I'm struggling to come up with something. And you as a creator, is it you? Do you have a small team? Do you have anyone helping you? Or because it's a lot of work, I would imagine what you're describing. So it is just me. However, I do have to shout out my fiance because I make him watch most of my videos. So he helps me make sure I don't have any typos on like the name of the restaurant or making sure the music sounds good with the clip. So, um, and he definitely is in my videos if I need help, like having my camera light the right way or doing a cheers with our cocktails. He's definitely in there as well. So he's kind of like the last reviewer to make sure the video is perfect before posting it. You got the content partner. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, (laughs) you need to have some kind of help being a creator in 2023, because this is like, there's a lot that is asked of creators Mm -hmm. and there's a lot, especially of like independent creators. Like you have to be kind of all in one. You have to be the editor. You have to be, you know, Mm -hmm. envisioning and, um, setting up the content, all these steps. It's, it's a lot, Mm -hmm. um, for you, you're also putting together these partnerships, Mm -hmm. um, not just with like restaurants, but like, I saw like apartment companies, hotels, event ticketing agencies, like talk about what goes into making these partnerships happen. Is it you reaching out? Is it people coming out to you? And how do you decide which one's a good fit? Yeah, that's a great question. So 
And this is definitely more recently I've gotten into this because when I first started, it was more so just Chicago-based things and I was going for free. No one was like paying me or anything. But as I started building up a following, I got reached out to, and kind of how it works normally is the brand or the restaurant will reach out to me and say, hey, like we'd love to have you in. And then sometimes they'll offer a meal in terms of it, or also too, they'll pay me, which is great because I am. That is always great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially because yeah. I, I do want to do this full time. Um, right now I do this with real estate, but if I'm trying to support myself off of this, I started asking for money and kind of figuring out what is the right rate for me to charge to still be able to create good content. That way it kind of works for both of us. So I'm there being able to create the content. Um, so it, I have reached out to brands on myself too. If there's something I really want to work with or a restaurant I really want to go to, I'll reach out to them and say, Hey, like, are you doing any paid collaborations right now? I'd love to support you. Here's my rates. Does this work for you? So sometimes we have to negotiate if they offer something that's a little bit lower. I'll ask, like, I normally charge this. Are you able to come up a little bit with your offer? And um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. So sometimes I weigh the odds. If it's something I really believe in and passionate about supporting, then I'll, I'll still do it because ultimately I just want to showcase things that I think people will love. But like you said, sometimes you have to make sure it fits. So I always try to make it tie back to Chicago some way, somehow, because I don't want to just be promoting Starbucks for the heck of it. Sure. That doesn't really. You guys, really... check out Target. <laughs> yeah. 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 They don't need that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like that about your content. It's like it's very centered around like independent or Chicago based, you know, operations. Mm -hmm. Like, do you see yourself expanding it to like, you know, like Miami by Ren or like yes. L.A. But like. You've got the Chicago by Ren. Like, okay, when Chance the Rapper came out, everyone's like, he's a rapper. And then he started doing like acting and everyone's like, Chance the Actor? Like, <laughs> are you going to change your name? Yes. And he stuck with Chance the Rapper. So like, you know, how do you see yourself evolving this, but also like keeping that brand? Yeah. Yeah. And I've thought about changing it to just my name to give me a little bit more flexibility. But for right now, I'm happy with it being Chicago by Ren because I live here. I love living here. And couldn't imagine living anywhere else. So I think I'm really happy with where it is now. And I love the idea of creating content specifically for this city, for when people come to visit and things like that. But if I did ever move, I wouldn't want to stop creating. So that would definitely be something I would consider down the road is to just changing it to my name. And that way people still know me and like you said, with traveling, like I'm, I have a couple trips planned this year. Like, should I post like when I go to New York City? Like, do people want to see that? Or sometimes I'm I would sure that they do though, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like there's all these great like food, beverage, mm -hmm. nightlife, hospitality destinations, of course, in other cities. Although Chicago is a really special city, I feel like for food and beverage, especially. Like, mm -hmm. do you do you feel like that? Do you feel like Chicago has its like? I don't know. I feel like the food and the restaurant scene is just so strong here. It is. It is. And I haven't traveled too much to kind of compare it to, but all the places I go, at least back in Indiana are nowhere near as good as they are here. So maybe once I, when I get back from Italy, I'll let you know if Chicago well, sure. still yeah. when we go there this year, but no, I, I really believe that Chicago is great because there's just the options. There's so many different places to try and you could spend your whole life here and you'll still have a new place to try. And I think that's what makes it so great. I mean, literally I have spent my whole life here and I'm still discovering new places where I'm like, oh my God, that was the best thing I've ever eaten. And like, I didn't even know about that yeah. until two days ago. Now being an independent creator, I can say that like we're saying it is not easy. 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work that people don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, they see the end result. They see that like you're going out to eat at cool restaurants and like posting it on TikTok and that looks really fun. Like what do people need to know about like being an independent creator mm-hmm. that does not get shown in like the fun 20 second clips? Yeah. And I think one of the main things is the amount of time that we spend editing the content. And sometimes I feel like I'm a perfectionist. So when one thing is off, I get frustrated. And whenever I do my voiceovers, I always write off my script. But then when you go to record it, you mess up and then you have to do it again and again and again. And then you get even more frustrated. So I think (laughs) you were telling this to a podcaster and I'm like, yes, check, check, check. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So the editing is a lot of work and two, being able to stay relevant, I think is something that's challenging as well. Cause I'll spend at least a couple hours a day on TikTok, but I'm not watching it for the enjoyment. I'm watching it for the research. I'm seeing like, what are these people doing that works? What doesn't work? So I feel like it's a lot of time spent researching. So you may just see me like on my phone, but I'm actually working. I'm thinking I'm brainstorming ideas what works, what doesn't work. And I think one thing too is something that's frustrating is you could spend hours and you think you created the perfect video, upload it, and it only gets like 200 views. So I think something that's hard too as well is when your content doesn't perform well, you get very discouraged, but I, you kind of just got to push through it and start on the next video. That's kind of what I tell myself. It is a hamster wheel though. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause it's like, I mean, I have, I've done this podcast since 2005 and like I took a break during COVID and I'm like, okay, I know my engagement's going to dip during that mm-hmm. window because I'm not publishing anything. Yeah. That's fine. But now that I'm publishing regularly, if I took a week off, I also know that's going to dip yeah. because it's like, it is just a constant churn online now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For anyone else who is checking out your content, following what you do and is thinking like, okay, I would like to do something similar. I want to make my own lifestyle brand on TikTok or Instagram or any of these platforms. Like what advice would you give someone? Yeah, I think the biggest advice is to really just be yourself, um, showcase your personality because a lot of people are doing this. So find ways to make your content different than other people, whether that be through your editing, through showing yourself on camera, different things like that. I think also to just being authentic and kind of know why you started. And for me, it was just because I love the city so much. And I think my passion for this city kind of shines through um, my videos, at least, at least I hope it does. That's the goal for people just to see how passionate I am about it and carry that passion with you. Because when you're spending hours editing and it's two, three in the morning, and you're still working on a video, just knowing like why you started, what you want people to get out of your content and just being yourself. Yeah. I think that's great advice because I think that, uh, it's very easy, especially if I was like 17 or 20 today starting out, like if I didn't kind of like break through on TikTok within like a week, I might be like, oh, what am I doing this for? I give up. And it's like, it does not happen overnight, right? No. And it it takes a while because I remember for the longest time, like my goal was just to get to a thousand followers. And then my next goal was to get to 10,000 followers. And I never thought that would happen. And growth that I had, like, I never would have expected that. I just, I did it because I loved it. And every time I'll set a new goal for myself, but it takes a while. Like, you know, it's not, not every video is going to do well. Um, but it's really just being motivated to keep doing it because you love it. Yeah. Well, final question. Cause I greatly appreciate the time tonight. This has been awesome. Uh, you know, what are you excited about in 2023 that's coming up in Chicago, any restaurant openings, any, you know, lounge openings, coffee shop, hotel, like 
you're the person who's plugged in. Tell us what people should be looking for this year. I think I can't really pinpoint it's like one or two new restaurants, but I think one thing is exploring more. And I mm-hmm. think that's like one of my, like something that I'm really excited for this new year is to go to more neighborhoods. I guess I can give one recommendation. Um, this bar in Wicker Park Revolver just opened up. That seems really, really cool. So just things like that, like I feel like when I first moved to Chicago, I really didn't go to like Wicker Park a lot. And that's a great neighborhood. So I think just paying attention to new bars and restaurants that open up in different areas and keeping your eye out for it and really making it a goal to go to Chinatown more and check out what's opening there. Uh, I think there was a new bar that opened up there recently with karaoke that I definitely want to check out. Sounds right. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, too, yeah, just really paying attention to the openings um, in the neighborhoods of Chicago too. I love it. Uh, This was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming by. I definitely would love to continue this conversation. We bring guests back on the podcast as they have new projects and things happening. And I feel like you're going to be covering Chicago in a lot of cool ways. So we'll have to keep this going. Um, People can find you on TikTok and Instagram under the username Chicago by Ren, R-E-N. Thank you so much for the time tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcasts.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.